The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Secrets of Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you always. You're listening to the Secrets of Star Wars, episode 84. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember... The Force will be with you, always. Hey everyone, I'm Father Andrew Kinstetter, a.k.a. Father Fett, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meanings. Just a few reminders right off the bat, you can get your own official Secrets of Star Wars t-shirt, um, or you can get a coffee mug, sticker, magnets, all sorts of things uh, that encapsulates our philosophy of finding hope in a galaxy far, far away. All you have to do is go to sqpn.com slash merch to get your own today. Also, we have a fancy new way to join the StarQuest fan club. You can text StarQuest to 66866. Also, of course, just a reminder to please share the podcast on your favorite social media so that way other people who might be interested in listening to us talk about Star Wars will hear us and also leave us a review, if you will, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so that way, again, we uh, can, can get seen by more people who would be interested in hearing our crazy take on all things Star Wars. So that would help us out quite a bit. Today, we are discussing the 11th episode of The Bad Batch. This is called Devil's Deal. And joining me tonight on the panel is Thomas Sanherjo. Hey, Father. It's good to be here. It is. Yeah, I think both of us were gone last week, so it's kind of right. a... <laughs> so we're know. just filling in the gaps, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So um, it is just Thomas joining me tonight. So we are we are duoing this uh, this episode, which is which is going to be a great a great one to talk about. I was going to say, we totally lucked out. <laughs> I know, I know. This was unexpected and awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. But before we get to that unexpected awesomeness, um, I did want to point out and uh, Mike and Angela talked about this last week. But since we didn't join in that conversation, I wanted to throw this out there. Uh, just a, another brief kind of discussion on the upcoming Star Wars Visions uh, anthology series, which is coming in September. Star Wars released a special look three minute video a couple weeks ago. And I have to say that I am super excited about this. Thomas, I'm assuming you are as well. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, f- I figure you you have more of the the Japanese kind of uh, interest probably than than some of us do. Yeah, anime. Um, I actually I'm going through all of the Studio Ghibli films right now with my kids, so okay. um, anime is very much uh, a part of my my blood. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It's uh, it's actually funny. My wife uh, debated marrying me because I was such an anime fan. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great now because she's like sitting in the room watching it with me. Yeah, it's fantastic. So yes. I won her over. Yes, <laughs> she, she she made the right choice. That's awesome. <laughs> Anything in particular you're excited about? I'm actually excited about the Astro Boy uh, mm. take. That one looks really good to me. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, everything uh, samurai, that, that's the Jedi, 100%. Yep. Sure. But yep. uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. And then there's one that seems like it might almost be kind of like a cowboy bebop 
as well, which is, you know, that the one that he said was like a rock opera was yep. uh, the way yep. he described it. Uh, so both of those, those are the two that I'm really excited about. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I like how they're having, they, they approached a bunch of different studios. So they're all going to be mm-hmm. Japanese um, based, but they're going to have different flares. Right. So I, I, and I'm, I'm fascinated by your take because I was, I, the one that caught my, my interest was the one called the twins. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the reason that it it called to me is it, it looks like it's telling a story of twins of the dark side is kind of what it was framed as. Um, but I'm, I'm such a fan of the twins in the legends universe, Jason and yes. Jaina and that <laughs> yeah. where one goes dark and one goes light and, and they have yes. to battle it out. So I'm, I'm hoping there's a similar, a similar thing happened there, but I, I don't know, but I, I too am, am excited. I haven't really delved into anime a whole lot. I mean, I grew up on Pokemon and still kind of in, in that, but I don't yeah. know if I consider that like, you know, it's your toe in the water. It's, it's getting there. <laughs> and, you know, and I have seen, um, <clears throat> uh, sword art online I've watched and I think, um, mm-hmm. Steins gate cause that's a time travel one. Oh, see, um, those are both great. Those are really good. Solid. So, yeah. but beyond that, I haven't really delved too much into it. So I, this'll, this'll open my, my horizons just a little bit. Yeah. I, I like the way they phrased it too. There was one part where they were saying, they were talking about what they wanted from it. And when they presented it to the artists, apparently they presented it as, your story yep. through the lens of Star Wars. And, and that's the, it's, it's important to get it that way. It's not Star Wars through the lens of anime. It's an anime story through the lens of Star Wars. Well, and, that's and, and you have key. to you have to say it the way that they did. It's it's their vision right through the lens of Star Wars. There you go. Yeah. So Star Wars <laughs> visions. Yeah, it's I, I'm, I'm excited. And what's great is that's going to come somewhat at the in between when the Bad Batch ends and we're waiting for the book of Boba Fett. So it'll be kind Mm -hmm. of a natural Disney is, is doing a pretty good job. I think rolling these out so they don't overwhelm us and leave us with too much to digest. So yeah, let's kind of leave the Marvel stuff. They've got that way too, where it's like, there's like a week or two break between them and then you get slammed with the next one, (laughs) which it works. It, it, um, you know, because it, it builds the anticipation. I think Loki was, Mm -hmm. was Loki the one that like broke all the records of even uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, yeah. like like you just you just build off the anticipation of the previous series yeah. and just and and I think we are in Star Wars probably seeing that. I I would imagine we're at the beginning of that because as we head into so, the Book yeah. of Boba Fett and then all the others, the the Andor series, the Ahsoka series. You know, I think we're just going to kind of just build on all of that. So. <clears throat> Well, I'm really hoping for more of this of of this kind of thing where it's a a not tied very much not tied to the main storyline. But mm-hmm. hey, just I want to know what you are thinking, and then just here's some guidelines for how to keep it inside of the Star Wars universe. Right. That's one of the other exciting things about Visions is we have no idea what what time frame, what era. Right. <laughs> we know nothing, and I and I would love to see it just bounce around, like not all right. Old Republic or New Republic or. Uh, just yeah new fresh stories that yeah with characters we've never seen before mm-hmm. so uh so yeah so i i, I think we're all going to be super excited for that uh uh two couple months september so um well back to uh post clone wars era uh well let's jump into this episode of the bad batch so um, we already sort of hinted that there's something unexpected about this episode, but Thomas, what was your just general impressions? Um, I, th- I think first off, I like that, uh, 
we're expanding past just the batch themselves, right? So it's not just Clone Force 99, but, it, and that's, it's something that we had started touching on, right? Like, where, where do they fall into everything? Why aren't they at this part? Why aren't they part participating in the uh, rebellion? And um, now we see some of how they were, even if they weren't aware of it or directly uh, influenced by it. So that, that, would, that to me was like a really, you know, it was good to take a step back from their story, give us some perspective, because I think now we're going to start getting their story pushed in that direction as well. Yeah, I, I, I put in my notes, I said this was a Bad Batch light episode. Right. Uh, you know, I, I've seen this done like if, if any of you are fans of Doctor Who, sometimes actually mm-hmm. one of my favorite episodes is actually a Doctor Light episode. Uh, Which one? Blink. Oh, yep. You know, uh, <laughs> that's, and, and that's, that's kind of one. universally acclaimed as yeah. one of the best Doctor Who episodes out there. But, you know, like the main show, the, the main character that the show is named after, like shows up for just, you know, a real small fraction of the episode. Mm-hmm. So this this kind of fell in line with that for me. And and it worked and, I, and it worked because mm-hmm. I've, I've already experienced it and I've and I've been OK with it. Um, the other part of me was also sort of. Oh, I really wanted to hang with the Bad Batch, you know, like, right. like, cause I've, we're, we're growing to know them and, and, um, kind of, and so, so it was somewhat initially like shocking that, oh, we're not hanging out with the Bad Batch this time. It's, they, they still play a role, but they're not, they're not the focus. In fact, that's probably one of the missions that they did that actually went completely smooth and they didn't have right. any, there was no, there was <laughs> no disturbance for them right. in this mission. <laughs> right. And of course, I think we need to address the uh, Twi'lek in the room. Uh, right. <laughs> Hera. <laughs> Got to talk about her. Hera. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it was great to see her. Uh, and it's also good, like, to, to kind of give us a clear perspective of where everything is occurring. So we, we know we're right at the beginning of the Imperial uh, reign. And so that's clear, but it, none of these characters appear in such a way that we have like a, a touchstone for it. Mm-hmm. And so Hera really fills that uh, that role of being that, oh, we know she's as old as Omega. Now that puts Omega in frame where we know yeah. how old Omega is when everything else is happening down the line. And it just clears so much up. And it, it's such a simple way to do it that I wouldn't have thought of. And mm-hmm the storytelling aspect of it is just fantastic. Let's step away from our main characters, but let's give all the context you need for what's about to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and her as a, as a cameo, um, and, and more than a cameo, I mean, she's, she's essential to what's going on, but I did not expect Hera to be, to make an appearance in the bad batch. I, I figured Kanan was our only like major, like, Oh, we know him from rebels. And so to see Hera and chopper, was was really really cool and and um this is also coming from uh from angela but uh props to vanessa marshall yeah i was voicing was great i would i initially i had to go i had to like watch the credits and make sure that it was her yeah well i I was the same way i was i i was sure it was not her because Mm -hmm. it was such a different not only you know not only the accent being different right but just the the childlike quality that she brought to it was so fantastic and that's not something you can always do as a voice actor is just like affect right. that childlike tone right but she did a great job with it right right well and I, when i rewatched it what i noticed was when she laughs it is the same mm-hmm. vanessa marshall laugh so I'll like have to, I, I have to check that out. <laughs> I, I i was like okay yep there there she is and yeah just 
uh, really cool. And I'm, and I'm glad that, that she was able to, to do the voice again for, for her character, which makes me think that when we interviewed her on the show, surely she had already right. recorded her <laughs> had, lines had, had and either known. done it or was in the middle of doing it. Yeah. Right. Too. <laughs> Cause I remember asking her, you know, what she was most excited for. And her response was the bad batch. Right. And now that just gives us, and <laughs> now I know why. Right. My initial thought after seeing the first episode was she was excited because Kanan and Freddie right? Prince yeah. Jr. got in there. But, <laughs> but yeah, she's a part of it too. So that's super, super cool. Well, and to get that feel for the, the character that she had set up so well, because I, you know, the way that she gives voice to Hera's longing for being in, in the ship, right? For being in the pilot seat. It's it was so good it, throughout the rest of the stuff throughout her already being a pilot right, but to then go back to before she's been a pilot and really just have that that same sense of like wanting to be in space and and yeah. striking all the notes just right for that was yeah. really good. Well, and even where she has that like daydreaming scene where she's she's caught by the by the clone troopers, but I mean she's <laughs> daydreaming about being a being a pilot, uh, and and yeah, just yeah fit fit the character so so beautifully um well then we'll jump into the to the recap here because it all um circles around Hera uh but the episode starts off with um on Ryloth um the Empire is is asserting control and um so just to to kind of um I had to kind of take take a step back and remember that Ryloth appears in the Clone Wars and so we've right. seen we've seen Cham before um, recently on Rebels because he shows up in Rebels, but he also shows, shows up in the Clone Wars where um, he he's he I think Master Windu is one who helps liberate Ryloth from right. the Separatist control. So we've seen Cham before. And so he he's he's right involved in this um, in this conversation uh, between um, Senator Ta and Admiral Rampart, and they are trying to convince the Ryloth, uh, the Twi'leks, that this partnership with the Empire is a good thing. And of course, the, the Twi'leks are very resistant to this. Uh, they just want to be, they want to be free. And, um, and they don't, they don't listen to Senator Ta when he makes an announcement, but they, they tend to, to listen to Cham when he comes out and mm-hmm. says that, hey, you know, this is, this is kind of what's best for us. And we have to focus, focus on the future. Well, it's that natural. They have that. Uh, so anybody who doesn't know the backstory to this to this group of people, um, they were basically enslaved. Like the whole planet was enslaved, and it was very common. That's you. You see it in uh, in the original three movies uh, that there are yep. most often when you see a toy, like it is that they are a slave to someone, and um, so that was that's the history that they come from. And when they joined um, the when they joined the clone forces, uh, the clone forces helped liberate their planet from that slavery. And so that's, that's part of what's being built in here. So they have a very natural distrust for authority figures, <laughs> right? And, and except for leaders that earned their, earned their place like Cham, you know, who, who led them through that victory and through uh, all the things that they needed to do to become free. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, you, the first thing we see is that they're being asked to lay down their arms and, go back to just being uh, subjects of another group. So, mm-hmm. Well, and Cham being the one who led them in that liberation, he's, he's the one who has the, the hearts of the people and they're, they're mm-hmm. very willing to, to follow him even when he suggests that they need to lay down their arms uh, because they trust him. 
and and that kind of that keys in later on because they're um, Admiral Rampart is trying to um, break that break that trust that they have with Cham, and we'll see that kind of play out later. Um, we then switch to uh, to where Hera's at, and this is this was the the fun reveal. Well, we I guess did you expect to see Hera when we saw Cham and his wife? Oh yeah. Okay. I was in. I, I was like, oh, all right. I figured <laughs> there's no way they're going to keep her out of this. <laughs> the the other thing to point out, um, and I, I don't know if her name was actually said out loud, so I'm I'm afraid I'm going to mispronounce it. But Eleni Eleni is Cham's wife, mm-hmm. and she has. I think she's only showed up as in an in art form in Rebels. She was uh, part of yeah the tapestry yep, yep of, of yeah. Harris family. Mm-hmm. So she, I think at some point she dies after roughly this timeline before time period before rebels. And it's not clear exactly when that happens. No, but, but it's interesting because I, and we'll get to it as we go through the rest of the episode, but you, you see the development of the character that Cham is and, and tying that back to who he is in rebels and then back to who he was in the clone wars mm-hmm. is a really interesting, uh, the the wave that he goes through the, the the passage that he goes through to become who he is later uh mm-hmm. is is it, there's got to be some trauma there so you know you know that's i, I was wondering if they were going to go that far in in the show honestly i was expecting well, that they might hit that note but i you know and there's still some story left here so we'll see there there is um the next episode, I just I pulled it up on IMDb. Uh, the next episode we know is called Rescue on Ryloth. So I mean, we're not we're not done with this particular okay. arc yet. Ooh. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I guess we, yeah, we don't know exactly when she dies and whether or not this is the moment where she dies. If she dies, that would cement um, Cham's opposition to the Empire. Oh yeah. So, cause that's, that's what we see in rebels. And I, and I think that's really what, that's the driver, right? Because mm-hmm. we know, I mean, having seen this now, you know, it's not anything that's just limited to like minor stuff. It seems like he really needs a, a shove off the edge. And there's also an alienation between Hera and Cham. Mm-hmm. So they could all be related somehow. I know, and I haven't read the book, but Lord, Lords of the Sith, the novel that was written Fairly quickly when Disney uh, took over, Cham plays a role in, in that book mm. as a freedom fighter. Um, okay. But, I, but I, I can't say too much because I don't actually, I don't know the context other than that. So, so I don't know if that, w- that gave away any, any uh, plot points either. But listeners, if you can help us fill in the dots, just no, shoot us an email. I, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we can't read them all. There's I know. Just too much. I know. And I feel, so, I feel so bad because like I'm the... Well, I think Mike and I are probably the bookworms out of the group. And like, yeah, I, I end up picking the books that, that grab my attention most. And I get through those first. And then like the ones that don't are just kind of lower on the shelf that I already have, you know, 50 books in front of. Well, see, that is, I, my, my problem is, is that I got too deep into the old universe. And so yep. when they started the new universe thing, I'm like, I know I can't keep up with everything. Yeah. So I'm just not going to. I'm yep. just going to I'm just staying. I'm sticking with the shows. <laughs> yeah. But that being said. Uh, my comic con locally to me in Tampa is uh, going to have Timothy's on. Oh, are you going to go? Few weeks, I'm going to go. I'm oh, gonna be there, yes, so, yeah. <laughs> if you name drop me, he would probably remember I, because he has signed so many books for me. 
<laughs> I'll make sure to bring you up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. He is such a fun guy to meet. Um, cool. I've, I've met him at comic cons, but I've also met him. Uh, there was a couple times, uh, pre COVID when some of his newer Thrawn books were coming out that he was in Denver for, uh, like mm. a book tour and very cool. I'm two hours yeah. away. I'm going to go to a book tour with, with right. Tim <laughs> and so, <laughs> so yeah, so he, yeah, he's, he's such a, he's such a fun, fun guy to meet. So, um, so yeah, say hi for me. I will do so. And it's funny that you're talking about that. I'll, I'll come, I'll circle back to, to Timothy Zahn and Thrawn here in just a little bit and I'll, it'll become clear here in a minute. Um, but we, first of all, go to Hera and, and see her, uh, for the first time and, and her and Chopper, uh, which was, which was really cool to see. Cause we knew that they had a long history together. And so this mm-hmm. shows again, how long their history is together, that Hera is a fairly young girl and Chopper's. Um, more or less the family droid. I was, he's, he's the oldest member of her family. Yeah. If you're talking about the Spectre, you know, yep. the Spectre group. Yep. So. <laughs> so she is, she's off spying at the, uh, the mine, the refinery, uh, because she's gathering Intel for her uncle Gobi. Right. And, uh, but she of course gets caught daydreaming about flying and that's when she gets caught by the, by the clone troopers. So they they bring her back. I, I, love, I love, but we get a moment of chopper there too. That's, <laughs> yeah, because like she turns around, and looks at him, and he like throws his hands up. Like I just yeah, I give up. Like, yep. <laughs> like he was supposed to be the lookout, and no, he was not doing his job. <laughs> you know, and Chopper's not quite as uh, mischievous yet. <laughs> I think I it think looks that, like that's going to get built into the, I, yeah, the yeah. character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, they, they, of course, then bring Hera and Chopper back and, um, uh, there, there continues to be this debate between Gobi and, um, Cham where Gobi, Gobi is convinced that, you know, laying down their weapons is a mistake and Cham, um, you know, tries to, tries to argue for cooperation, uh, with the empire. And so they continue to kind of go back and forth on that. Um, Hauser, the, the clone commander, is also uh, recognizing that there's this tension. And so he, he brings Hera back to, to Cham and says that they, they won't report it. Just make sure she doesn't do it again. And um, of course we all know Hera is going to get in trouble again. Uh, Cause that's, that's Hera. Yeah, that's Hera. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, but we see this, this, I, I guess two paths kind of put before us the, the one with Gobi and Hera gets involved with that and, and Cham and they're both, they're both inherently or not inherently wrong paths. They're, they're both trying to do the same thing, which is peace for Ryloth and freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, Cham is unaware of course, of the empire's uh, dictatorial, tyrannical kind of uh, modus operandi. Right. And so he's trying to work with them rather than against them. And, Ultimately, of course, he's going to have to to work to work against them to to be free. And it's interesting because we were we're piggybacking this one off of uh, an episode where we saw the other side of the coin, right? Where it was a, a federated world mm-hmm. that uh, did not want to join, uh, largely did not want to join, so much so that the senator actually was willing to sacrifice himself yeah. uh, as a as a martyr for that cause. Um, and and so you see the the way that war can tear things up, and the way that that being an ally with someone uh when they were on your side 
it it was great because they had they had the right intentions right uh with air quotes there right (laughs) because they were on your side they were helping free you they were uh providing you a means to to free yourself um and then to have that taken from you and that same group come in now and say okay now give up your weapons and do what we say we were your allies you can trust us Mm -hmm. uh it's it's a challenge Mm -hmm. And, and, and i love when we start to get into these deeper parts of um the wars of star Wars right. and see the, 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 as, as easy as it is to see a Jedi and a Sith as good and evil. Right. Uh, it's very much harder to see everything else in all the shades of gray that it, that it possibly mm-hmm. has. Well, and I think this, this series is trying to, I think highlight some of that because I remember a conversation. It must've been with the bad batch, maybe when they were talking to Rex or, or one of the other clones, that it was easier to be a soldier and it's much harder mm-hmm. for them now where they're not quite sure what's where their place is, what's right and wrong. It was easier to just be a soldier and follow orders. Right. And yeah, now they're in this kind of ambiguous place where they have to, they have to, they have to trust their instincts and, and their conscience. And um, I, I mean, and I, I think we all suspect that this is exactly what is going to be the, what's going to prompt the bad batch to, stop being mercenaries so to speak and join join rex or join kind of the larger the larger Mm -hmm. fight um that will become the rebellion um so we have cham talking to to hera just a little bit and um of course cham is is trying to 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 say that they're going to get through this and and hera Oh, she's, she's got a fiery spirit. I would not have the the guts to have talked to my dad the way that she talked to her dad about, you know, she wants to go fight and join, join her uncle. But that's, again, that's, that's Hera. And, uh, and Cham, of course, just takes it in stride. It's, uh, he knows her. Well, and you see, you, you get it from both of them. Like you get over the course of this episode, you see how she got that fiery spirit from both her dad Mm -hmm. and her mom, that they both instilled that in her. Yep. And I think part of it is that, um, you know, you want your child in this in this kind of case, once you've bought your freedom, you fought so hard for your freedom. You, you want to make sure your child has that freedom, too. And it's and, and some of that is putting up with them speaking their mind and and dealing with that as it comes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we see that in, in her mom in this next scene. Uh, they that's when uh, the Cham and Eleni go and get a tour of the mining facility. And um, because Eleni is starting to to mend or to to speak like Gobi and not trusting the Imperials, and and she's mm-hmm. she's starting to to kind of go down that road. Uh, but this is going to be the Thrawn circle back around because the the mine is for Dunium, right? And Dunium, um, when I heard it, it it sparked the memory. Dunium is is the it's a heavy metal that they mined that they build the Death Star with. Mm-hmm. So and in the first Thrawn book that that was that was written post post disney uh purchasing lucasfilm dunium becomes a major plot point because thrawn is able to deduce ah. that something large is being built because all this dunium is being shipped to this unknown location and by the end of the book thrawn deduces that the death star is being built so i just had to throw that out there dunium is nice. is wasn't just a <laughs> throwaway sort of mineral that they're mining which also makes sense that Admiral Rampart is very particular that they will protect Ryloth and not because right. they want to protect the people. They want to protect the, the Dunium mine because that's, that's part of how they're, they're building the Death Star. So 
Um, so I thought that was that was an interesting point. Yeah, well, and then it makes the it makes the intelligence that they're gathering because you would think they know their own planet, like they would know mm-hmm. what these guys are doing. But the intelligence they're gathering is is more significant when they're if they were able to keep tabs on how much is being drawn out, right? And how much of a mining facility it is. Yeah, and of course the empire they're just they're just kind of claiming that it's going to be help help rebuild the the galaxy, right. you know. So they 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 are going to couch it in all of those terms and and. <clears throat> modify the books however they need to, to to get away with it so um at this point Gobi and uh his small group of, of fighters are going to get going to do a supply run and i love how Gobi convinces hair to go along this th- and i and i can totally relate <laughs> like uh-huh hair knows that she shouldn't and yet when Gobi offers her the chance to fly she is absolutely on board well, then I love she turns around and tells Chopper, cover for me. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a mistake. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but definitely, like, as a kid and, and growing up on the ranch, um, I remember even my dad letting me drive the tractor, you know, if he was going to go, yeah. you know, feed the cows or something. And, like, that was the coolest thing to do. And you can't you can't say no to something like that. And Hera, oh, that's yeah. just in her blood. Um, and the supply mission goes relatively smooth, like like we kind of mentioned. Um, the only the only hiccup was that Crosshair, of course, is watching and and mm-hmm. plants a tracker on them as as they leave the planet. Which yeah. I expected a confrontation. At right, the, I was I was thinking, yeah. okay, so this is another Crosshair, but no, they they saved it. That was it was it was good. Yeah, but um, I also want to point out something else here. You notice Omegas on the on the trip, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. She must have won her uh, her game. <laughs> I I fully expected her to. Oh yeah, <laughs> but but even that again raises questions. Like that means she beat Hunter at Dejarik, right. which mm-hmm. had to have been an impressive amount of strategy on Omega's part. So yeah, she is she's part of the crew. But even though she's part of the crew, she's still she's still the the kid. You know, like right. like you know when she's showing Hera the the controls and. Tech tech won't let her fly unless she has all the specs. She can learn everything. <laughs> yeah, that's so tech, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but I love how that was balanced with with Hera being like, "Well, flying's about a feeling too." You know, it's it's not just, and it's true. It's not just knowing about it. You can know all about something and be terrible at implementing right. it. You know, it's, it's exactly both both and. So that was uh, that that was that was a really fun scene. I liked watching those two interact. But I will tell you the funny thing, having taken uh, flying lessons, mm-hmm. um, that is not a way a pilot ap- approaches a plane at all. <laughs> because both of the pilots that I have been in with, with these lessons, um, they, they'll like look at you and go, okay, let's taxi out. And you're like, what? And they're like, let's taxi out. And, and so then you, you have to ask them questions like, what, what, do I, what exactly do I do? And they're like, well, okay, uh, look around. The pedals will move. And, and then they'll, they'll like make you ask questions about everything. So you're up in the air like, you know, it, it, the plane's going to fly itself. That's largely what they, the point they want to make, right? Is the okay. plane's going to fly itself. You don't need to worry about most of the stuff that's going on. But uh, yeah, it's, it, you don't need to know the controls to fly a plane, basically, is their kind of mantra. <laughs> which, which adds a whole different element to this. This is probably yeah. Tech's way of saying... I don't want you to fly the ship. That's exactly what it is. Because <laughs> she could totally just fly it by feel rather than knowing oh, yeah. all the specs. Oh, that's, that's his job. He likes doing that. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Um, yeah. So um, they, they, 
yeah that that whole that whole situation was was a, a fun scene to think to see and then what also was was interesting about that was again we see Hera's desire to fly and to mm-hmm. um just well live live on a spaceship i guess cuz she was she was almost jealous of omega that omega right. lives in the gunner's mount right you she know. was in this palace on ryloth and, right you know <laughs> right uh but of course those of us who know what happens to hera i mean the ghost becomes her home you know yeah. and so she 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 gets she gets that eventually so so yeah so they they have this uh supply meetup with the bad batch that's their their 2 minutes of fame in this in this whole episode and uh the but again this was interesting too that that um Sid is still sort of this ambiguous character but I think Sid is ultimately on the side of the rebellion over the empire mm-hmm. so these weapons were sent um well they they came from Sid but they they were ordered by um, by Gobi and and all of them. So it it you know Sid sent that sent Clone Force ninety nine to to deliver these weapons to Gobi. Um, which also was an interesting point too because they paid their debt, so mm-hmm. they're still they're still at least willing to work for Sid even if they they aren't in debt to her. Right. Yeah, and that's it, I think that's a good point because it means that they're starting to see value in mm-hmm. the work they're doing. Not yep. just in trying to survive, but that they that they need a purpose, and that they're yep. kind of starting to get that. Yep. So uh, the the weapon handoff happens without a without a hitch, and um, Omega tries to convince uh, the Bad Batchers that flying is like a feeling as as her new friend taught her, which uh, was <laughs> was a fun way to end them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to be coming up the next episode too. <laughs> I, I want to see here trying to convince Tech that that this is why she should fly because <laughs> it's it's about a feeling. Yeah. So so then uh, Gobi and uh, their ship uh, goes back to Ryloth and they are shot down by Crosshair because of course he's waiting and um, shoots out one of their engines and so they they crash and are ambushed by clone troopers. And Admiral Rampart and Senator Ta arrive. And of course, this I as I was watching these scenes play out, I I knew it was already it was it was already planned out. I mean, Crosshair was mm-hmm. already on board. Um, if you watch Admiral Rampart, even after they get um uh, uh after they capture uh Hera's group and they're on the transport. Admiral Rampart just looks bored. Like he is not at all concerned about anything because he already knows what's going to happen. Well, he, he wins either way. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the beauty of it is that if, if, uh, if Cham loses control there, he's won. If Cham doesn't lose control, he's got a backup plan. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah. So some interesting things happen. They, they, they first of all catch Hera and Gobi and they are not, I mean, they're, they're, they're happy that they caught him cause they're going to charge him for treason and, but they want Cham to be the one to make the mistake. Cause even if Hera is the one who gets caught, Cham is the one who has the hearts of the people. And so Admiral Rampart is really trying to, to discredit Cham. And, um, and so at, at that point, some of Gobi's scouts report back to Cham and Eleni that Hera has been captured and Gobi. And so that's when Cham and and Eleni jump into action, as uh, any any parent would do when their child is is in danger. 
And that's when we have that final kind of confrontation that they do ambush the transport ship and Cham confronts Admiral Ta, Admiral Ta, Senator Ta. And um, the the implication is that Cham is going to shoot uh, Senator Ta. He doesn't, he's never trusted him. Um, he's in it more for himself. And this is the part where, where you had mentioned that, that Admiral Rampart's going to win it either way. If, if Cham shoots yeah. him, he wins. If Cham doesn't shoot him, which is what happens, Crosshair shoots him. They'll take it. <laughs> that, that works either way. I, I, I do have to say, um, out of all of the characters from the Clone Wars, this was the one that I disliked the absolute most. Sen- Senator Ta? <laughs> Senator Ta. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, he was just totally skeezy, like, the whole <laughs> time. <laughs> Remind me, is he, he's in the movies, too. Isn't he the one? Mm-hmm. He's, he's the one in the Senate... Uh, like the yeah, right hand man to, to Chancellor to Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. 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 He's one of the ones that pushed for the, the vote to to give him emergency yep. powers and everything. Yep. So that's Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I just he he's built different enough that I never really quite associated him with Twi'leks. So right. he's he's a bit heavy, heavier set and his yeah. his leg four Leku. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um but so, yeah, so, yeah, so he, he's kind of been a, th- a thorn in our side for, for many years at this point. Um, but I do have a question here because Crosshair shoots him and it looks like he took him out. I mean, like he was shot in the head, like in the head. Yeah. But at the end of the episode, they are going to be charged with attempted assassination of Senator Cha. So right. I'm, I'm, I was confused by that. Potential I, problem. I think I took that to mean that uh, Rampart didn't want to overplay his hand in front of everybody okay. because there were there were too many witnesses there that he knew he wasn't a hundred percent on footing with all of them to just be able to outright say that this was an assassination. Okay. Right. Yep. Yep. Which actually adds a whole nother layer of things. Um, Hauser, the clone, the clone commander. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he's not st- like it, it. If he's trying Good to soldiers follow orders was not his mantra, right? Right, he was, right, right, right. He was skittering around that edge there. So that, that's my kids the whole time. were like, oh, looks like his chip's not working very well if, either. Right? If it was good soldiers follow orders, he would have reported Hera right at the beginning of the episode. Right. Exactly. So. so Okay, that adds a whole huh. layer of like, wait, are the clones outside of that that range now that they can? Because and if you remember, Crosshair's had, Crosshair has had his chip in hand, right? So yep. he's he's not only is he in the loop all uh, that they were in of following orders, but he's actually ramped up beyond that yep. because they wanted to make sure that he was going to stay loyal. So maybe the maybe there was a limit on order 66 and that it only was going to be able to give them control over the clones for a limited amount of time. And if so, now are the clones going to be going through all sorts of like PTSD stuff where they start going, man, I just killed a guy that I was in service with. And that was a good person that I know they were a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, when they were, they're thinking back about the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh... it's intriguing. <laughs> Yeah, we need more. We need more information about this. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, yeah, I now now that we talk about it, I I fully expect Hauser will. We won't see the. We haven't seen the last of him. Yeah, 
I, I do. I doubt it. Um, as a total side note, they also spent way too much animating his hair to 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 make him a, <laughs> just a one-off sort of appearance. Uh, that's yep. <laughs> hey, that's my wife's my wife's first comment. <laughs> hey, it's a clone with good hair. Look at that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. So so that's kind of that's actually where we end the episode. Hera um, and Chopper have sort of escaped in a in a speeder um and uh uh everybody else has been captured cham and, and eleni and and everybody else and rampart sends clones out to find hera so this is going to be continued in the next episode rescue on ryloth uh so not sure where that's gonna go and and if everyone comes out of that alive but i guess we'll find out um well, and this was this was I think out of all of the things that we've seen in this series, this was the most direct violence that we yeah. have uh, that we've experienced. Yep. So yep, I'm remembering. That was interesting. I'm remembering um, when Crosshair takes out uh, Sam Guerrero or Saw Guerrero's camp. Mm-hmm. That wasn't as direct. It was very cold-hearted but it wasn't it it didn't quite show it directly this was a yeah this was a more we direct saw yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually saw the whole the whole effect and yeah. you know that's a lot of the violence it's been more violent than the clone wars or the um you Re- know rebels. or rebels because yeah. obviously it's it's people versus people rather than people versus um mm-hmm. droids but uh yeah this was the most uh the most violent that i think we've seen out of any of the animated series yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I would be, I would be interested to be corrected on that, but I think that really, this one is. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it too much, but I, I think I would agree with you. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming your kids are handling it. All right. Yeah, no, I might. Oh, well, my kids watch Dr. Who. So like, <laughs> they're used to like really, really extreme stuff. Uh... <laughs> Although I will tell you, so, so I got to tie into the story with this because um, <laughs> when, when we, when they were little, we watched Babylon five with them. So, okay. and Babylon five is a, a, a pretty intense show. It's got a lot of really intense scenes, really good uh, science fiction, makeup and animation and stuff. And my daughter uh, was about uh, eight, nine, I think when we were watching it. And, um, and she came to us one night and she said, I, I want to watch, I don't want to watch this show anymore. I don't know. I don't know that I can watch it anymore. And we're like, oh, what's wrong? Because, uh, you know, we talked about makeup and we talked about, you know, stage acting and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I, I don't, I don't like seeing people get hurt. And so we we're like, oh, but well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's all, it's all fantasy, but if you're uncomfortable with it, that's fine. She said, uh, yeah, but then she went on to explain the fact that she thought that the actors were actually being shot. And then there was like a medic on hand to like bring them back from whatever. (laughs) We're like, no, 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 (laughs) no, no, no. So, you know, we went it was around the time that the the face off show was on where they were doing all the stage makeup and for sci-fi things. So we let them watch that with us too. So they got to see, you know, how all that stuff gets put together. And once she understood it, she was fine. But you know, the poor Uh, thing, she thought that they were like, they were that dedicated to their craft that they were going to get shot, get, Patched back up and put together and then sent back well, out there. <laughs> some, not intentionally, but you know, some who right. do their own stunts do indeed uh yeah. get get hurt. Uh uh well, and that's the innocence of childhood too, is is they right. take they take what they see as 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 the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I wanted to circle back to the title of the episode, uh Devil's Deal. Mm-hmm. And so my thought on this, and I and I I'm curious to see if you had different thoughts or the same thought. 
um, there wasn't an explicit deal going on except for what I could imagine between the like Cham and, and the, the Ryla or the Twi'leks and the empire. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I took this to mean the devil here is the empire that, that the Twi'leks are making this deal with, um, you know, and the idea behind that being the devil wants to come across as like, I've got your best interest at heart, but really right. there's this ulterior motive. And really, you know, if you, if you say yes to that deal, it's going to, it's going to destroy you in the long run. You know, yeah. and Admiral Rampart is is basically saying we have Ryloth's best interest at heart, but really, really, it's all about just the the Dunium, and they could care less about the Twi'leks. Well, then there's layers to that too, right? Because um, there's there's the whole of Ryloth to the Empire, but then there's mm-hmm. also uh, Senator Ta to Rampart, because basically yep. what Ta wants is to just have uh, Cham out of the way so that he can be the leader yep. and going forward. And you see how that plays out for yep. Ta in the yep. end, and it's not it's not good, yep. <laughs> and because it doesn't benefit the 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 devil, the the yep. Admiral Rampart, the Empire, for anyone to be consolidating power. So what they really want to do is destabilize the whole thing, mm-hmm. and if they can do that, then they win. Yeah, well, and Ta's out, Ta's out of the picture at this point, and Cham likely is going to be discredited somehow mm-hmm. because of it. So, um. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a, a an adequate uh, description of, of what they were going for. Um, the other random kind of observation that I had to share, and this was actually pointed out to me by Dom, and I and I appreciated it. Uh, he he noticed that every time that Hera is in focus, Leia's theme is playing in the background. Yeah, it, I, I uh, had to go back and watch a couple scenes just mm-hmm. to catch that. But yep. I, I knew there was something special about that. And I was trying to remember if Hera had a specific theme uh, in Rebels. And I went back I and watched and I didn't see so. any. I didn't catch any of it. So, yeah, I don't I don't recall any specific thing, but but there is there are clear parallels to the to the, you know, uh, between her and Leia and. Um, well, and her and Luke too. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that struck me is you know this is the way she talks is very much how Luke talks when we first see him on um, Tatooine, where he you know he's even flying around a yeah, model yeah. uh, model uh, jet while, <laughs> while he's standing there. So I you know he, he and he wants to get off planet. He wants to be a pilot. He wants to go into the stars. So she's very much that same string mm-hmm. of character as those two. Yep. Well, and I will say it was Leia's theme, but it was a variation on it. It wasn't, it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, exactly Leia's theme. It was, uh, it's, it's from the newer movies. It's one of the, um, it's one of the variations that they, that they, well, it's a little bit of a variation on that too, but it's mm-hmm. that same kind of lilt to it when we see her appear as a Senator. Yep. 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 So, so that was, that was cool. You kind of get the, the heroine sort of, uh, prelude to, to her, to her going forward. That was all that I had for just kind of general observations. Did you have any any other things, any final thoughts to to throw out? I really liked the the scene between her and Omega. Like mm-hmm. that that just it made the episode, honestly, because you almost see the two of them both cement their path forward when in that conversation. And it's so brief, but it's like one of those things that I really hope they run into each other more. I hope that there's a lot more interaction between the two yeah. of them. Well, and they're both they're both the kids here, so there's an instant sort of bond. Uh, as they left Omega, I loved how she said, "Like uh, Hunter was like, did you make a new friend?" And she's like, "Yeah, she's kind of weird, but I like her." 
But right. I like her. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, 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 I hope that I hope that we see them together again. Um, this always and this this begs the question and is like, and I'm sure we'll we'll get some answers, but we we never see Omega in Rebels. So like mm-hmm. I some sometimes these prequel sort of stories I feel like we're sort of uh getting the short end of the stick here because I would love to see like an an adult Omega run into an adult Hera. Uh-huh. And at least in Rebels that never happened. So I guess there's there's still potential out there, but um some of these new characters that they're introducing, I would love to see them in other I have a thought about that. <laughs> oh please share. I have a thought about that. Um, Omega is a clone name, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a name that she's been given because she's the last clone from the string of right. clones that they could get from. She's a master tactician. Mm-hmm. There are a few master tactician figures in the in, uh, in the rebels that we don't have a backstory for. So I'm wondering if maybe her name changes. And she is someone that we know already that they're fleshing out a backstory for in an unexpected way. Well, that so could, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that just to be vague that, enough to like, <laughs> that could be a fun reveal. <laughs> that would be this really character cool. that we, that we just knew forever that, Oh yeah. That we don't have any, you know, we don't have a lot of information about their past, but mm-hmm. you know, they they've kind of been there, but we know them by a different name. Right. I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that that's, where it's going we'll that, see. that would that would be a fun way to do it rather than something like um you know the the uh the 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 rebel with the with the white beard in um on andor in episode six who right. just you know like that's dave filoni has kind of pointed out that that's that's rex right you know rather than some kind of obscure character but have it have it more someone that we that we know more about or that we've encountered more that would be that would be fun um, I mean, or uh, we, I think there's still potential that we might see, we might see her in like the book of Boba Fett or, mm-hmm. you know, so, something like that. Well, it makes sense. It's his sister. Right? right. So, well, and Omega would know, she would know of Boba, but I, we don't know if Boba knows of Omega. Mm-hmm. So I, there's a lot of potential here. I think, I think this could, this could be. This could be an exciting thing to 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 be revealed. I would point out that we also don't know who hired Fennec the first time to get her. We can make assumptions based on the interactions that they have uh, on uh, Camino, mm-hmm. but we don't. They never state directly that they had hired her to capture um, to capture Omega the first time. The second uh, time, yes. When, I, when I sort, of, I sort of just assumed it was Lama Sue. Because right. she, she, and, and she just wanted her back. Right. Um, I guess it's not clear, but I, I sort of just assumed it, it was it the same. It makes sense. Right. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Yep. yep. But. Cause then, you know, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting. No, sorry. Did I get those wrong? Nala say, Nala say, Nala say, gosh, their names. <laughs> Nala say is the, is the female. She, she, she was the one who hired Fennec at least the second time because she wanted, I, I think the second she wanted time, yeah. Omega not killed and then Lama Sue the the male hired Cad Bane to just retrieve her like you know right. dead or alive kind of thing well but he well 
I guess he didn't. He was less concerned about re- retrieving her alive, but he was trying to. Right. Just needs the genetic material. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Owens. I, I swear. <laughs> so confusing. Um. Okay. Uh. Any other final thoughts? No, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next episode. I'm dying to know what happens with the rest of this. And, and I really like I I don't think anybody minds the, the sidetrack that this one took. Uh, no, I don't because think so. It's, it's so good. And because it's so clearly uh, important to the larger story of Star Wars. Yeah. And I, and I think we're finally to a point where like, yes, it's the Bad Batch. The series is called the Bad Batch. But but obviously the story is not just hyper focused on them only the -hmm. whole point of the bad batch is to tell the larger story of what's going on in the the galaxy post order 66. And this just falls into that. Um, no, I don't, I don't think we're ever going to find an episode where the bad batch don't appear. I think, I think they will have something, you know, unlike the clone wars where you would have some characters not show up and, you know, the story would be focused on, on other characters. I think they're going to still be the the threat, even if it's just they show up for a supply run and leave. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, uh, we'll see where it goes. And then, um, uh, yeah, I guess part two of the the Ryloth uh, plot is is coming at us this week. So, so stay tuned for that. Uh, that would then conclude our discussion of this episode of the Bad Batch. And listeners, of course, we always want to know what you thought. And please share your thoughts with us and in the various ways you can email us any comments or feedback at Star Wars at SQPN.com. And you can comment on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash StarQuest Media, or you can tweet at us and we're on Twitter at SQPN. And we would like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Wars, including Megan F., Patrick R., Peter V., Ambrose B., and Jacob G. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Star Wars and all the shows that we make here at StarQuest. And you can join them by going to sqpn.com slash give. Also, of course, please make sure that you are subscribed to the show if you are not already, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or you can find us on the SQPN YouTube channel. Just be sure to click that bell to get notifications on new episodes. And, of course, you can find all of our previous episodes by going to sqpn.com slash Wars. And we will be back next week as we will be taking a deeper look into episode 12 of The Bad Batch. So until next time, Thomas Sanherjo, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Star Wars. It's great to be here. And once again, I'm Father Andrew Kinstetter. Thank you for listening to the secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest. Quest.